your questions about your sexual health and sexual priorities, needs and preferences are the basis of these podcasts. And because of that, I want to answer some really important questions that have come up over the past few weeks since I started doing this podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Neelima Deshpande, and this is V for Vagina, the podcast that dispels myths and misunderstandings about the vagina and empowers women to embrace their sexual energy, vitality, and well-being. In this podcast, I'm accompanied by Niranjan Medekar, the CEO and founder of Sounds Great, the company that helps me create and market this podcast. Niranjan is an amazing creator, writer, columnist, and an author, and his podcast, Sex Verbold Bindast, which is showed on Storytel, is one of the most listened podcasts in Marathi. He's here today to help me sort through the hundreds of questions I've started to get on social media, and as well as in response to the podcasts I've done here before. A lot of these questions are very personal, very intimate, and I needed help to sort them out. Thank you, Niranjan, for helping me to answer these questions. Thank you, Nilima, ma'am. I'm back with some more questions. Ma'am, we have had so many questions regarding breasts. So here is the first question. What is the ideal size of breasts? What's too small and what is too big? That's a really interesting question. To be honest, there is no such thing as an ideal breast size. That is just what's common in different surveys, uh, we find that breast sizes differ upon depending upon ethnic backgrounds rather than you know an ideal or a perfect size by beauty standards of course uh, the aesthetic uh, physicians have uh, a nomenclature of what kind of breast size uh, is preferred and it's usually based on um, the opinions of you know men's magazines about what kind of breast sizes they like and what breasts look like but from a physiological point of view, from the point of view of how you view your body, how it functions during lactation, the size actually doesn't matter that much. Breast being in proportion with the body is something down to aesthetics and it's something that was done by Leonardo da Vinci many, many years ago on his, in his famous diagram about the human body and its proportions and what's ideal. Different uh, women from different ethnic backgrounds tend to have breast sizes that correspond to that background. For example, um, in in Afro-Caribbean background women, breast sizes tend to be larger. In Asian women, breast sizes tend to be smaller. In Caucasian women, breast sizes depends upon the built of the lady. The amount of fat in the breast actually determines how large the breasts are as well as how droopy or how much support they need. There are different problems of different size breasts. Uh, women with very small size breasts might find that aesthetically they don't um, like their bodies as much or that the breast tissue isn't sufficient to fit into a bra and many women who have very small breasts uh, often don't need to wear a bra and that sometimes can influence them psychologically you know especially in changing rooms or you know when they go swimming it's very typical that if you have a very low body fat percentage then the breast fat also decreases 
So the breast tissue will, the size of the breast tissue depends on how much fat there is. Um, as you go through menopause, the ratio between glandular tissue and fatty tissue changes. So there's more fat compared to glands and breast size does tend to increase as you go through menopause and they also tend to droop more. There's different problems of large-sized breasts and large-sized breast women probably have more problems than smaller-sized breast women. And this can include the difficulty with exercising because they're too large, they cause pain, neck pain, back pain. Um, many women who have large breasts also suffer with infections, um, fungal infections underneath the breast. They have trouble getting sizes uh, of the right bra. They may find that there's more pain or discomfort. And lumps in large-sized breasts are also harder to find and harder to detect than small-sized breasts. Mm. All these issues are important where size comes into concern, but it should not be a reason for a woman to alter her view of her body or her body image. Although it is very, very tied up. I know in society, because of the way women are projected and perceived, um, breast size does affect their self-image and their self-worth and self-esteem. For women who are concerned about their breast size, it is good to go and meet a professional. It doesn't always mean that you need surgery or medication. Sometimes using props, sometimes using different kinds of bras, you can get fitted by an aesthetic person and that can help as well. Women who end up having breast surgery can also talk to their surgeons, plastic surgeons, about how they can reconstruct the breast. And if you have very large breasts that are affecting your neck or your back or they're causing trouble with you staying active, then also seeking help from a consultant, from a, from a plastic surgeon can be very helpful. I certainly know many women who've had plastic surgery because of having trouble with large breasts and it has certainly improved their quality of life as well as their perception of their body and the ability to engage with exercise and activities that they wouldn't have done before. Okay. Ma'am, you have mentioned about bras, but we received many questions related to bras. So, what role do they actually play in breast health? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know bras are like a trillion dollar industry? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the amount of research that goes into the design of a bra, the structure, the material, the construct and how quickly it uh, needs to be replaced and how stretchy it is and who, who should use which kind of bra. That's incredible amount of research. There. You wouldn't imagine that. Considering that women are so embarrassed to talk about their breasts and everything goes on with it, the whole industry of producing bras is very, very public and very huge. And nobody seems to be embarrassed when it comes to manufacturing bras. When you go into a shop, uh, it, it can be really mind-boggling to choose a bra that fits or that looks good on you, that is easy to use. And there's so many factors that go uh, into choosing the right bra. Three particular times in which um, choosing and using a bra are important. Number one is at puberty. Number two, during pregnancy and lactation. And number three is, of course, menopause and as we get older. Special circumstances can include sports activities where there is impact, like running or gyms or gymnastics. Let's consider puberty. For many young girls, there may be a challenging time choosing a bra because they may either be ahead of the rest of the class if they have their puberty earlier, or they may be delayed where their breast size doesn't increase in the same rate as their classmates does. In either case, it's the mother who helps the child 
become more comfortable with her body and helps her to choose uh, a bra or underwear of her choosing and her liking that will help her to fit in better by by nature humans are inclined to do things that make them either fit in or stand out now if you want to stand out then something else needs to change but more more girls or more women are concerned about fitting in they don't want to stand out they want to be seen as uh, similar to everyone else and breast size is no different so the, it's the mother's role really important in helping the young girl to get adjusted with the changing breast size also remembering that uh, initially when the breast starts to develop then the size may be changing every 3 months so it's important to get the young girl to a shop or a store where she can change and choose a different bra uh, a size up as her breasts change and develop breasts continue to change throughout our lives so at these crucial times where hormone changes are predominant you might need to check your bra size every 3 to 6 months if you are uh, in between these stages then it may be sufficient to check your breast size once a year or if you have significant changes in your weight so if you gain or lose 30% of your waist uh, within a 3 month period then it's important to get your bra checked also if you're going through any significant uh, life changes hormone therapy also your breast structure and size will change so it's important to keep an eye on what kind of bra you're wearing The second important time is pregnancy and lactation. Now breast size changes significantly during pregnancy and this is because the body storing fat for use later on during lactation. Um there is a lot of research around the kind of bras that pregnant women should wear and most of them tend to be elasticated or flexible or stretchy to adapt to the changes that can happen on a day-to-day basis during pregnancy. So for sure you want to use a bra that is not too restrictive that's not too tight that allows you to breathe that is also comfortable underneath the breast as the pregnant uterus starts to press on your tummy and uh, grows upwards. you want to be able to wash that bra uh, regularly at least you know have a change every 24 hours because it will accumulate sweat and uh, skin cells especially underneath the bra through lactation again various kind of bras available for lactating mothers you need to choose what's comfortable for you also what is comfortable if you have help that someone can help you with it and that's the other thing that many women forget is that because we're so used to having nuclear families where you do everything yourself you kind of forget that you might get help when you're breastfeeding if you do have help then make sure you choose something that the person who's helping you with can also um remove or adapt or change uh, as you instruct them if you're somebody who has arthritis and trouble with your fingers then also the kind of bra you choose the kind of fittings you choose the kind of hooks you choose will matter there is a trend to increasing the use sports bras and for sure the level of support they offer is greater but it's also important to remember that most sports sports bras are made of synthetic material that is not breathable so when choosing your sports bra make sure it is something that is breathable make sure that if it is of synthetic material that you don't wear it all the time uh, particularly if you live in a hot climate where you tend to sweat a lot it's important to change out of your bra into something more comfortable that may be made of cotton predominantly cotton rather than uh, of synthetic material 
There's another question about um, underwire. Should you or should you not use underwire bras? And this is really the woman's own preference. The underwire itself doesn't offer any extra support. It, it only changes the shape. The support is offered by the straps and the actual material of the bra as well as the strap that goes around your chest. There are specialist bra fitting services offered by different stores, so it's important to take that up and uh, find one that gives you the support that you need. If you have uh, large breasts or you're going through menopause, make sure that you get your bra size checked every six months and change your bras to help give you the best support you need. If you're an athlete, a runner, a gymnast, then you will have different specialty bras suited to that kind of exercise uh, regime. Okay, moving to the next question. What about painful breasts? How should a woman manage painful breasts? This is a very common problem and most women will relate to it as having painful breasts at some time in their lives. Um, the most common times for breasts to become uncomfortable, maybe a little bit tender, not always painful, maybe before the period. Uh, for some women, this discomfort can begin almost a week before the period actually starts and it's mostly because of the water retention that happens before a period. Women can experience discomfort uh, during orgasm and arousal as well because of the increased blood flow and their breast becomes a lot more sensitive to touch and they may not like their breast being touched when they're experiencing an orgasm or at the peak of their arousal. Breasts can also become engorged and tender through pregnancy um, and of course during lactation. Breastfeeding itself and lactation itself is a huge topic so we won't cover that here. As you're going through menopause and the different changes in the hormones that happen leading up to menopause, particularly in the 40s and late 40s, and as you go through menopause, you may find that the breast becomes a lot more tender and uncomfortable because of these hormone changes. Water retention, changes in estrogen and progesterone, all of these can have an effect on how uncomfortable the breast becomes. Common Methods, natural methods, which don't involve taking painkillers, can be, uh, number one, increasing hydration. You know, uh, counterintuitively, actually increasing hydration can reduce your breast tenderness. Reducing the amount of sugar intake in your diet can help you with painful breasts. Um, making sure that your bra fits correctly. It fits perfectly. You don't allow your breasts to hang or droop or bounce. Having a good bra helps. Secondly, uh, changing how you eat your food. So making sure that it is nutrition that you're focusing on rather than filling your tummy. So increasing significantly the amount of fresh fruits, vegetables, meat, fish or eggs that you eat that can help significantly in improving your breast health. There is some anecdotal evidence about using vitamin E supplementation, evening primrose oil and a variety of other supplements that help with reducing breast tenderness. But I would get back to fundamentals before adding medication. You want to get back to restoring your health, restoring your cellular health with uh, hydration, breathing, sunlight, movement, and uh, increasing significantly your fruit and vegetable intake and organic um, meat, fish, and eggs. Once you've done that, then if you have no relief from how your breasts feel and if they're uncomfortable, then see your doctor and uh, get some medication to help with it. In some women, uh, a condition called fibroadenosis can be associated with breast discomfort. 
Fibroadenosis in itself is a benign breast condition. For a very, very small percentage of women, it can progress to something else. It's best to keep this under observation. So see your doctor, get assessed, and then determine a frequency that's comfortable for you as well as your doctor to have your breast evaluated. Thank you, ma'am. That's very elaborative. Uh, after painful breast, the next question is on mammography. One of our listeners asked, I have had a mammography. They didn't find anything, but they asked me to come back again a year later. What's happening? This is an interesting question and because uh, a lot of women get called up for mammography in countries where mammography is a regular screening test, for example, like the UK, you may be called or invited to have a mammography every five years or every three years, uh, depending on the screening frequency that they can afford. Uh, in countries where women can purchase their own investigation, sometimes they go in for an annual mammography. It's important to understand that whatever test you undertake, whether it's a breast self-examination, an examination by the doctor or a mammography, the test itself doesn't actually prevent you getting lumps or cancer. In some cases, doing a test raises a suspicion which needs to be investigated. And in many, many research papers, we know that sometimes having a mammography can identify areas of altered architecture or suspicious areas, calcifications, so many different kinds of changes that may be markers or um, uh, flags for problems that might happen later. And that is the reason they ask you to come back again and be screened. Now, we know that many times uh, investigations can increase the number of what we call worried well. And this has happened to me as well. So you get something found on your breast and they say, oh, well, we need further investigation. They do the investigation, don't find anything and say, well, keep an eye on it. And for that, you've got to come back after six months or a year or two years or three years. And this is very common. There are so many more advances now in the diagnosis of breast lumps and their treatment and the survival of breast cancer itself has improved significantly. Having said that, the earlier the diagnosis and treatment of a breast lump, the greater your chance of survival and better the quality of life you have. It's a balance between getting screened and you know having this worry and anxiety looming over you or uh, actually being diagnosed early and therefore benefiting from that early diagnosis. Until about 20 or 30 years ago, I would have said, you know, being screened all the time every year is overkill. But in today's lifestyle, and I'm sure that many of your audience would have noticed and they might uh, have stated to you that younger and younger women are being found with breast lumps. And uh, certainly within the medical community, the concern about breast cancer being diagnosed in younger women is high. This is largely affected by many circumstances. Um, and we'll talk about it in a moment. But um, to this particular lady, I would suggest that uh, she shouldn't worry too much. Uh, more than likely, they found some kind of architectural change they want to keep an eye on. So that's why they've invited you back in a year's time for a re-evaluation. If that uh, examination also suggests everything is fine or they see the same image again and again, they will just reassure you and say, fine, just remain under surveillance. And we could probably do the mammography after a couple of years. And that should be enough. But I, I do understand your concern and I do understand the fact that, you know, being worried is not a good feeling. Okay. The next question is also on mammography, but a different type of mammography. One of our listener asked, I went to have a mammography, but I didn't have a mammography. Instead, 
आय हॅड अ सोनोमॅमोग्राफी व्हॉट इज द डिफरन्स बिटवीन अ मॅमोग्राफी अँड अ सोनोमॅमोग्राफी आ सो दिस इज अ टेक्निकल क्वेश्चन सो अ मॅमोग्राफी द वे इट्स डिस्क्राइब्ड ॲक्च्युली इन्क्लूड्स बोथ द एक्स रे मॅमोग्राफी ॲज वेल एज द सोनोमॅमोग्राफी द मॅमोग्राफी दॅट वी आर ॲडवर्टाइज टू Uh, or talked about is the x-ray mammography where you have a machine where your breast is compressed between two x-ray plates and an x-ray is taken uh, the sonomammography is an ultrasound examination of the breast which is often done to complement the x-ray mammography the choice of doing a sonomammography or an x-ray mammography depends on the architecture of the breast and the age of the woman we know that the younger the woman the greater the hormone exposure of the breast and the greater the the breast density with glandular tissue as uh, a woman grows older the glandular tissue decreases and a lot of it is replaced by fatty tissue so both these machines detect different architectural changes in the breasts and particularly if there's any suspicion of a cyst or fluid collection then sonomammography is the investigation that is used to supplement the x-ray mammography in younger women many times x-ray mammography uh, is not done and a sonomammography is done instead so without actually knowing the age or the reason for which you were referred for a mammography i wouldn't be able to say whether it was right or wrong but it's definitely something that clinicians will change uh, when you are there uh, and many times women who turn up for an x-ray mammography will also have a sonomammography to supplement the information that's obtained from the x-ray particularly sonomammography is also used in women where biopsies are required or uh, a fluid some amount of uh, fluid needs to be taken out from the cyst so uh, the advantage of a sonomammography is also that you can include a procedure alongside it uh, of course with the discussion and consent taken from the lady and the doctor concerned okay ma'am here is the last question do creams or moisturizers really help reduce sagging breasts I think to answer this question we have to go back to the reason why breasts sag. Breasts can sag because of a change in the architecture of the tissues that support the glands uh, which is usually composed of proteins called collagen and elastin. The second reason can be a change in the architecture the glands being replaced by fatty tissue. And the third can be the stretching or alterations in the breast volume caused by a sudden loss of weight. or again in weight as well when you look at all of these reasons for why breasts can sag and particularly many women are concerned that breasts start to sag or they lose their tone and their perkiness especially after they've uh, had a baby or as they go through menopause some of the support to the breast tissue comes from the muscle behind the breast the the skin covering the breast gives minimal support Uh, it's the main architecture of the proteins within the breast and the strands of collagen and elastin that support the glands that gives the breast its architecture so do external creams and moisturizers help maybe to a small extent they help in keeping the breast skin moisturized and lubricated remember the the skin of the breast is just as delicate as the skin of the face or maybe even more delicate so being being able to keep the breast skin um soft and supple is one way but it may not necessarily improve how much sagging there is to reduce sagging you need to improve the the tone of the muscle the pectoral muscles and that can be done with 
doing push-ups and pull-ups and chest exercises that exercise the pectoralis muscles. The muscles of your back also have an important role to play with how your chest is positioned when you sit or stand. And that can determine how much your breasts are sagging or how much they look like they're sagging. The second is your protein intake. So typically as you get older, if your protein intake is decreasing, then the collagen and elastin tissues within the breast will also decrease. And that will lead to sagging. You know, as aging happens and all of the collagen and elastin generally in the body is decreasing, uh, the breast tissue is no different and it will sag. If you lose a lot of weight suddenly also, the breasts can become smaller and sag more easily. If sagging breasts is something that bothers you or it is causing you trouble because the tissue underneath the breast is becoming wet with sweat or is getting infected more easily, do see your doctor. Sometimes restoring um, the lift in a breast can only be, only be done through plastic surgery. There are some skin tapes you can use on occasion to help the breast look more uplifted, but it's not a permanent solution. Remember also that if you do end up having surgery uh, for uplifting breasts, that it doesn't last forever. Your body is progressively changing as you get older. And the effect of surgery like that, whether it is minimal access surgery, you know, done through a small incision or it's a more major procedure, the effects don't tend to last very long. So make sure you talk to your doctor about how long you can see the effect of surgery. Uh, before you undergo any kind of procedure. Remember to like, subscribe and share this podcast with whoever you think needs to hear it. If you'd like to talk to me one-on-one -on -one for a personal consultation, get in touch with me via my website www.drnilima.com and you'll find a button there where you can click and book a slot with me. And I'll be sure to respond to any of your queries. Thank you. Disclaimer. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's or listener's own risk. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.